0: So here we are today on the Ageing Fearlessly program, and my guest has been twice on the Ageing Fearlessly program. Her name is Kelly Van Nelson, and she is the managing director of a Fortune 500 company, Adeco. And she is the author of the poetry book Graffiti Lane that was gifted to the Oscar nominees in 2020. Recently nominated for Telstra Businesswoman of the Year. And she's a wife and a mum. And I was very privileged a few months ago, the 4th of March, at the inaugural Story Room event in Manly. Kelly was one of my amazing storytellers and was absolutely brilliant. Welcome, Kelly.
1: Hi, Karen. Good to be back.
0: Oh, I can't believe it. You know, it's so great. I'm actually having podcasts with people that I've done podcasts with before, which is really fantastic. And uh, because I know you and I know a lot about what you do, and I know at the moment that you're one person that really knows what's happening in the job market. So can you give a bit of a summary on what's actually happened from your point of view?
1: Obviously, I work for ADECO, which is the world's largest provider of staffing and recruitment
0: services.
1: So around the world, we have nearly 2,000 temporary workers out at any given time. So, obviously, we've felt in every country the impact of the COVID pandemic. In Australia, over the last few weeks, in my part of the business, we've seen more than 300% increase in applicants coming through, um, with people displaced from work and looking for a new position. So, the teams that we have in ADECO around Australia have been working tirelessly to get those people redeployed into new opportunities, and obviously, we're watching the job market where, uh, where we can redeploy and those industries that
0: are still providing new, uh, new employment. It's been a real shock because we've had a crazy year in Australia, particularly because we had, far, well, last year we had drought, which is still in parts going on. We then had fire. We then had flood. And we sort of thought we were getting into like, let's regroup and move on and now we're social distancing. And this has had probably more impact than all of those things put together on our workforce. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, unemployment is higher than it's ever been before. But what I would definitely say to anyone listening who is looking for workers, is there, there is definitely still opportunity there. So, but what we've seen happening is um, some industries heavily impacted, for example, aviation, of course, and restaurants, hospitality, uh, retail as well, heavily impacted. But then on the opposite side of that, there have been some huge growth spurts in industries that have really strong footprint in essential services. So lots of new job opportunities, more than ever seen before in uh, supermarkets, for instance, and grocery mm. stores, and then what sits behind that is all of the warehouse work and the distribution, freight, logistics type work, um, fast moving consumer goods as well with people buying things online and the different changing patterns as people sort of stock their homes for isolation periods. Um, huge numbers of jobs happening there. Probably there'd be some other industries as well that we've seen real surges in. Um, healthcare, of course, doctors and nurses, but support workers, people who are serving meals, working in aged care, all different areas of health care. And probably the last one that we've seen major volume of of new jobs is uh, call centres. So Australians generally are seeking really good, trustworthy information at the moment about their financial situation, about their super, around their banking loans, all kinds of information with regards to their financial circumstances. And normally they would get that information uh, face-to-face or in a branch. Uh, Now they're really seeking um, good, trustworthy um, feedback on their circumstances through call centres, telephone lines and online. So massive surge in, uh, in that particular industry as well. So it's sort of this tale of two kind of cities, I suppose. Some industries down and other industries massively spiking with uh, with the number of jobs. So that gives a lot of people opportunity.
0: Yeah, and I know when you go to the supermarket now, you see security guards, you see people wiping down trolleys and it gives people confidence to go in and shop and the security guys stopping you and counting and you sort of think, These are positions that have come out of nowhere that businesses like supermarkets would never have employed someone to do. But for everyone's safety, that's what's happening.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's definitely a changing environment out there and, you know, new types of jobs, like you say, are appearing everywhere with uh, businesses just changing the way they operate and trying to meet different consumer needs and different, um, you know, different circumstances so it's a massively rapidly evolving employment market right now. Yeah, we're really working hard in the recruitment industry to try and help people to
0: to get that, into those new opportunities that are available if they're seeking work. I think there's jobs out there that people never consider doing, but because they have mortgages and families, they're starting to reconsider that, hey, I may have to do this because who knows how long we're in lockdown. And I don't want to sound like I'm being negative about this, but we don't. No, uh, and for some people that can be very scary. Mm,
1: yeah, I mean, the, the big surge in uh, new jobs is in the temporary workforce, so casual work because um, we don't know how long this is going to last. Um, but we're also seeing really new, uh, a lot of new opportunities in the technology market as well, which may well be there for the long term. So what's happening is workers have gone into a work from home type situation where they yep. use you know, online tools and on online video conferencing and different sort of um, technology to support their work. But While before that was in the market and people were using it, it was not in 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 use. Yeah. And it is now in such you know in such mass. So there are more and more jobs coming up supporting that technology. And and I think even after this, um, you know, when the pandemic um, dies down a lot of that technology will stay and a lot of those working practices will stay. I'm not sure all businesses will revert back to, you know, full office space, everybody in the office, um, you know, five days a week or whatever it is, their full working hours, because some of the work from home um, ways of working are actually really quite good and, and can be quite productive. So I yeah. think a different like we'll have some things that will be yet to stay. And technology absolutely is, is one of them. So really, really good jobs there.
0: And speaking of technology, as you know, I do most of my uh, podcast or all of my podcast from a studio, from the radio station, and I'm having, I've had to learn Zoom. And I mean, that's not a complicated tool, but, you know, my best friend YouTube, I've been how to make the settings right and can maximise it, you know, Every recording I do, and, and this is number four in the last four days, and every recording I do, I'm sort of fingers crossed at the moment. And as I'm going through editing on learning things, I've even had to up my editing skills because it's not as clear when I go into the studio. So, you know, for me, I'm upskilling on things that I use, and I know a lot of people are upskilling learning things I think I see things on social media. Can someone help me set up Zoom so that I can have a social chat with someone? And it's quite interesting because a lot of people in their over 60s and 70s are really struggling with some of these tools, but they're having to learn them.
1: Yeah, I think it's essential now and it's the way that we can communicate with each other in a time like this. So I think the more that you can embrace the technology and use the time that we're in um, isolation to really – get online, play with the tools available, um, talk to people that you know and, and see what they're using and just have a go because um, a lot of the companies now as well are offering really good either free services yes. or services, the perfect time to try things out and find what works for you. Yeah, there's, but there's lots of good, good video tools and communication tools out there. And some of them are really fun. You can can play with them and uh, we we do all kinds of crazy things at work. We're doing online uh, drinks on a Friday and everyone's pouring a drink and having a chat. And we're doing uh, quizzes online and just keeping people motivated and, uh, you know, productive and having fun. Um, And, you know, whilst we've got physical distancing, it doesn't mean that we have to socially be distant from one another. And the tools are really great. You've just got to embrace them and play with them and don't worry if you get it wrong. And it's trial and error,
0: but most of them are really simple to use. And you know, yeah, and I want to come back to some really innovative things that I know other people are doing. Uh, people that are self-employed that have businesses and have looked for new ways to structure those businesses. But well, let's get back to the basic mainstream work that you're involved with through Adecco. But what tips do you have for someone who is looking for work? Mm-hmm.
1: I think the first thing is to be prepared to be agile. So I think going into the job seeking in, you know, space right now, jobs are changing and work environments are rapidly moving. So when you start to look for a new position, I think just be open to different types of work. Employers are probably one of the first times ever are more open to taking people with uh, different types of uh, backgrounds and different types of experience skills gaps you know employers are really willing to embrace people from all backgrounds right now so it's actually a very good window to get into a different industry or a different kind of work Um, but you absolutely have to be agile and prepared to take on new types of duties um, because it is just completely changing in terms of the uh, you know the workplace out there so agility Um, the big the, the biggest thing probably some of the other things would be to have your—it sounds crazy and simple—but have your CV ready, and make sure you know your most recent experiences at the top, and uh, working back from there. And I would really recommend it's only a couple of pages long, maximum. It doesn't need to be ten pages, and a, you know, a, an entire novel. A couple of short and succinct pages with you yep. know your skills and um, you know capturing some information on there, and then probably just have a couple of references readily available as well. And I say that because the market right now really is driving temporary casual type work, and those positions they come up and they turn around really fast. In our space, in the recruitment industry, we're getting you know hundreds of positions filled every day, sometimes to start the next day. So the more ready wow. you can be, and the more proactive you can be, the, the the more chance you will you know you will have to really be selected and. and you get one of
0: those and showing that you're keen, not saying, "Oh look, I need another week off." Just jumping in, as you said, be ready to start tomorrow because companies and businesses are employing, and and they don't want to delay training someone. And I had a really good conversation with a friend the other day that I work with, and he was saying he was talking to his children, and and you know, one of his sons works for a, a business, and you know, they were talking about well. You know, can you ask, you know, ask your boss, what else does he need? And and you know, and bosses and, and managers keep on people who show interest and want to upskill and learn more within the jobs that they're in, which is really important, I think. Yeah, exactly.
1: I think even if you're at home and you, you know, when you've got downtime as well, I think there are lots of training tools online and things that you can do even at home to upskill yourself and to gain new skills um or to research a particular industry and just, you know, get involved in groups in a particular space to expand your knowledge and your capabilities. You can do that from home anywhere. And the more you can, you know, upskill yourself and train yourself, um, you know, the more
0: employable you'll be for the future and, you know, you'll group yourself. Yeah tools like Microsoft Teams and OneNote. There's so many great tools out there that that sit there in our systems, in our computer systems that we never touch. I'm learning more and more about each of those. What about the the older workforce that are are struggling like the over 60s? Is there opportunities for them? Because we've been told these days, retirement's 67. Now, if you've suddenly found yourself out of work, what opportunities are for these people? Is it just as easy for them to get work or is there still that, oh you're over we can't employ you?
1: I think right now is the best time for everybody regardless of age to um, you know to really get out there and, um, and seek a new opportunity. Um, I think for the age workforce it's a good window because employers really are just happy to help people and are happy to take people in and fill their jobs that they're looking for. A lot of the work in the casual space there's more flexibility around experience as well so you know, it's not so prescriptive about the skills that you need and it's much more open. And in some spaces, there's really big volume as well. So that gives you a really good chance to get in there and have a, you know, a, a good chance of getting
0: over. So you and I have also talked in the past about the aged care industry, and that's huge. And I know from the point of view of my mother at the moment, and I've skipped out of Sydney and I'm in the spare bedroom of her home, And uh, she's 92, and she has a couple of people come in every day and and do things for her, and that's a huge industry.
1: Exactly, and I think, um, yeah, aged care is a great one. They're definitely scaling and scaling for different stages of isolation, and there's a massive demand there at the moment. Um, And as I say, it doesn't necessarily, because it's in healthcare, it doesn't necessarily um, go hand-in-hand with needing certain experience. Yeah. Sometimes it is about having compassion and good communication skills and empathy and being willing to work hard and to be flexible and people interaction skills, um, you know, and again, um, experienced workers who've been, um, you know, in the workforce before really have got those skills and would be very good for that type of work. Um, the, same, the same goes for call centre, actually, um, the call centers. Um, age doesn't matter you know you go in uh, to those call centers and it's about giving the customer the best experience on the end of the phone and being able to talk to them and treat people with respect and kindness and consideration and then to give people the best advice and again um, experienced people who you know in in the past year you might be in your 60s and looking for retirement, and that's not the case nowadays so I think there's lots of work opportunities there for people of, um, you know, of all ages and experience is a, is a good thing to have. Yeah.
0: So being a poet, do you have a poem that you'd like to read right now? Because, look, I've heard you poetry slam at the Story Room event and you've read poems on my program before and I just love your poetry.
1: I wrote a new one actually when I knew I was coming on this, specific, oh. specifically about the job market. So it's very new. I've not read it out loud at all. But I just thought um, a little bit about the types of jobs that used to be there in the past and you know that um, this environment of the workplace is constantly changing. It's not something that's just changing now. It's always changed. If you go back you know, 100 years, the job market was different then, and in another 100 years, it would be different. So yeah. I started thinking about it, and this little poem popped out. So it's called Way Back When. Way back when glass-bottled milk would decorate doorsteps. Posties' knock would brighten each day. Bank teller counted coins in the palm of her hand. Ice cream van would serve kids after play. Way back when we drank coffee that came from a jar before baristas brought latte and browned beans. Fish and chips wrapped in newspaper was dinner out when we managed to budget around meager means. Way back when lead paint decorated babies' cot, dormant asbestos insulated roof. Miners knew not a thing of black lung disease in those years before confronting proof. Way back when, a typist was sought out for speed, shorthand a premium skill. When memos didn't come on yellow post-it notes, they were in ink with a quill. Way back when, we realised the world had changed, new jobs beginning to pave way. For careers of the future instead of the past, it wasn't just way back when, it's today.
0: Oh, so many things ring true. You know the bread man that used to drive around the corner, the milk man, the coffee jar.
1: Yeah, I just thought even when I was a kid, it was like that. Oh, milk used to come in the glass bottles on the door, you know. And yeah, with, everybody- the, with the metal caps, ours has like an aluminium cap. Yeah, exactly. I know, and it's just you know that's just in our generation how much the workplace has changed. So, yeah, I think now it's rapid and technology advancement is, you know, it's going crazy and it's faster than ever, but it's always, change is, is there. It's always been there. And I think, you know, the best advice I can give people seeking work of any age is don't be afraid, and just be fearless in your pursuit of what you're looking for. You know, yeah. it's out there. And I think just be prepared to be agile and embrace the change.
0: You talk about typing. You know, when I was in my mid-30s, the person I live with said, here's my typewriter. That was an electric IBM. Learn to type. And now I use the keyboard properly like an old-fashioned typist and I'm very fast. Like I can belt out emails in no time and I watch people doing things with two fingers and they're fast, but it looks so clumsy. When you have all 10 and they're all working, it's so fast. That's going to be outdated one day that we just read it all in Mm, I know I've tried
1: that software I don't know if you've ever tried it I might have told you this before I've tried the speaking software okay. yeah. out, of, out of types for you but it does not understand my northern British accent at all
0: so <laughs> yeah you did tell me that and it's well they're just going to have to get something that works for everybody That'll be interesting. But, you know, someone will figure that out, Kelly.
1: I think they will. That's it. Somebody needs to program software to have all of the different... So it picks up like your that.
0: voice connection and, yeah. So isolation and upskilling. Can I just give you an example? So uh, a friend of mine today who's a professional in the medical field and their positions are a little bit slower because they can only do emergency work. And I'm not giving away to the industry whatsoever. But this person's taken up one of the free courses at TAFE in web design. Interesting. Mm. So there's opportunities out there, yeah?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Actually, web design and sort of design skills and online marketing and online social media, it's massive. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a huge demand as almost every business, whether it's a small business, medium or a huge, you know, large enterprise, People are looking for good on, um, you know, good things online, and that's the platform. That's how people buy now. And um, yeah, if you can upskill in that space, there's generally the demand there, for sure. Um, and there's companies that-, that do this actually, there's companies that you can go to with zero technology experience or, um, you know, web design experience, and you can upskill um, in, you know, sort of around three months to be a really good, strong um, technology. Um, programmer or whether it's a web designer or whatever. One of the Adeco brands actually does this. It's it's actually really good business to be in, um, upskilling.
0: Oh, so I need a marketing upskilling online social media. How can a recruitment firm benefit people that are searching for work?
1: Yeah, I think – I mean, recruiters, they're in an industry where their job is to work with people to support their careers. So I guess it's what we do. And it's what, you know, our our job as a recruiter is to get our people, um, our candidates jobs. Um, So the large recruiters have a really big footprint generally in large employers whether it be in the sort of big Fortune 100s, Fortune 500s, or with a big span around the country, they generally have got access to lots of different open jobs. The smaller type recruiters um, have got the local footprint as well. So I think it's about getting a relationship with a recruiter that you trust and you are willing to put your career in their hands, and that you can work with and that they will understand the, uh, the skills that you can bring to the table or that you can learn. Um, but generally, recruiters have got access to multiple positions. So oh. if can, can put out a lot of time in going online and searching for, you know, 10, 10 different jobs, the recruiter, um, a good recruiter will have access to those 10 jobs and will help you to apply. Another thing that recruiters can do really well is help guide you on your application. So make, making sure that your application is as strong as it can be for the role. Uh-huh. You know, that like your CV is well, representing, you know, your, your background. And then recruiters as well can put you right through the interview and selection process. Um, at the moment, we're doing that online. Actually, we're using tools online. We're doing uh, video interviews with all of our candidates. We're using all kinds of different technology to put people through the uh, screening process. And we're doing this for thousands of candidates. There was, uh, I think, about a week ago, we had nearly 50,000 candidates. And we're able to process that amount of volume through the technology and then get people out of thousands of new jobs every week. Um, so it's a bit different from going you know, and applying for 10 different jobs. You can basically work really fast and get access to multiple opportunities. As long as you're working, I would just say work with a recruiter that you trust that has a footprint in your area and in the type of work that you're seeking. Do you have another
0: poem for us? Ooh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did I catch you off guard there? Uh, no, no,
1: no. So <laughs> I thought about another one, which is about being um, comfortable with yourself and being confident and just being prepared to put yourself forward for a new opportunity. Um, And this is just a very little short one, and it's called Me, Myself, and I, which is quite appropriate in this sort of um, isolation period. I am me, happy in this skin, content with myself, at peace in my own company, relishing what gifts each day brings, embracing the unknown future with open arms, excited to share my thoughts with the world, proud I have something important to say, accepting of my
0: past, it shaped me into who I am I am me. that's really wonderful and all that those words you know you just have to think about it beautifully put yeah just a short little one I've got the flip side of
1: uh, one as well and I think you, you've heard this one before the flip side form is the one which is the thing that holds you back
0: oh go for it
1: yeah so this one is imposter syndrome and this is the one um where I suffer from this sometimes where I question myself and I think am I good enough to do something Um, and yeah you've just got to ignore all that and not hold yourself back so this one is imposter syndrome. If it were not for the laminated name tag stuck to my cubicle with blue tack I would be a nobody. If it were not for burning the midnight oil leaving no stone unturned I would still be barren of business cards. If it were not for practicing debate in front of the mirror to remove the quiver in my voice, I would never have influenced an outcome. If it were not for training my brain to find creative ways to improve the status quo, I would forever be stuck in the way we've always done things. If it were not for building trust with colleagues who share the load, I would not be able to carry the burden alone. If it were not for doing a good job in consistently delivering on promises, I would not have a meaningful seat at the table. So why do I doubt myself every day, pushing to the limits to keep the burning question at bay? Am I good enough? Kelly,
0: I think what that poem says at this time for me is that we have to trust that we are good enough and just throw caution to the wind.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. I, I have this saying, which is only you can spread your wings and fly. And I I say this phrase to myself all the time, and I um, think the person who clips the wings the most is generally yourself. So you've just got to go for it, and you've got nothing to lose. You know, whether it's a job application or chasing your dream or doing something creative or learning a new skill, I think just go for it and
0: embrace it, and you've got nothing to lose. You're so right, and I'm just going to add another one to to that because. I developed one for myself and it's like because there's a lot of doubters out there and even though I'm probably my biggest doubter I have learned to overcome that but in the past a huge doubter I had no I gave myself no credibility whatsoever but mine is I can I will watch me Mm. and just don't let anyone they'll say well what do you think you're doing and you just go you know, give them the thumb and the finger and just go, you know, I can and I will. You watch me. I love that. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, well, when you get to the end of it and people go, oh, wow, how did you do that? You just go, you know, it's a system. You get in there, you get organised and you just get a bit of grit. Yes, yeah. And just knuckle down. And I think this is a perfect time just on that note to to knuckle down, do something a bit different. I'm actually embracing this time. And yes, I have a job still. And yes, Monday to Friday, I'm at work, sitting at this desk, doing my full-time work. But you know, all of Easter, I've been podcasting, I've been learning, I've been writing, I've been thinking about what's next, because this is a huge opportunity So you know, don't look at it as a negative. Even if you, even if the money's slow to come in, look at it as take the positives from it. You're never going to get this time back.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think you know, enjoy the time with loved ones, or if you're on your own, enjoy that peace and solitary quiet to you know think creatively and think about what you want to do and what next
0: and. You know, get a journal out too. Write a few things down. You know, yeah. what do you want for yourself? There's so many there's so many simple things you can do to visualize your future. And I was thinking about how do I visualize coming out of this? Mm-hmm. And for me, there's relaunches, there's this, there's that, there's you know, I have this huge vision and I keep looking at that vision every day. And taking the time to sit with yourself. Have you got any other advice?
1: Yeah, I think it is about just being comfortable in your skin and, you know, um, knowing yourself and knowing that you can achieve anything really. Um, and we will come out of this, you know. I think, yes, it's a tough time and it's a challenging time, but it's also a time to reflect and to, you know, look ahead and to look towards the future. And I think we will be stronger
0: as we come out of this. And, Kelly, for both you and I, our pasts have been far from perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You grew up and if people want to know your story, um, I'm sure, you know, they can find out more, but you haven't come from privilege.
1: No, not at all. Definitely was not born with a silver spoon in in my mouth, that's for sure. Very much a working-class background and a very tough childhood, but... Um, yeah, those are the things that do make you strong, and that make you determined, and give you willpower and you know, and, um, and resilience. And um, yeah, they shape you, you know. So um, I, I I think it doesn't matter what those obstacles are that we face; it's how you can dust yourself off and and go again that that makes us who we are.
0: And I think just singing your praises, I I do know quite a bit about your background and I just go, like, how did you end up, like, how amazing to come from Newcastle and Tyne in a council flat to the managing director of ADECO Australia, a writer, very accomplished woman, a wife, a mother and I just take my hat off to you (laughs) because you've done it all and uh, we were fortunate to meet and you're someone who inspires me to keep going and, um, yeah, so thank you for today.
1: Thank you. It's been great. Yeah, I always love chatting to you. I can chat all day on a million things. Yeah,
0: so me too and I'm I'm hoping this recording works out well. There's little bits of gaps in it but, you know, otherwise we're going to have to come back and do it again. Okay. But I yeah. can cut all that out but My thanks aunt. for poetry. Thanks for the kids and um, I know your hubby's away working at the moment and he can't come home mm. Um, and so you're managing a job and two teenagers and a house and writing and but you, you, all the balls are in the air. You can keep going.
1: Yeah, that's it. He is. He's over in WA at the moment uh, working on in the West. Um, but it gives me space to uh, to write new things
0: and to uh, to maybe work on that next week. So, uh, you know, Yeah, I true. Like And I think that grumbling about what we don't have or what's happening is not the way to go. Just find a, put a spin on it exactly. and embrace. Well, my love.
1: Thank you. Take care of yourself. Thanks for having me. I will.
0: Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That's Aging Fearlessly. Looking so much forward to next time. With So cheerio, everyone. Cheerio, Kelly. Thank you. Bye. So this is it for today's program. It's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community. Join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly. And now for a song written by Nick Howard, especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week, and remember, aging is inevitable, and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside. There's a sparkle in It's not all 9 to 5. It's a wonderful life. Let's go and climb mountains high, swim across oceans wide, live out our dreams, just you and me. Let your heart be alive. There's no time to wait. Gotta go get the most out of town Don't be afraid Like this treasure that you've got to find Baby,
1: don't
0: be shy Let's go and take that ride. Taste the sweet and the spice Everything nice. Let your heart Let your heart
1: come alive, honey, let your heart be alive.